You are listening to Joe Radio. Radio. Listen, advertise, share. Are you in Trinidad and in need of geriatric nursing services? Well, if you are, you can call 868-714-7428. That number again, 868-714-7428 for tender loving care and attention for you or your loved one or whoever's in need of that service. All right. We have more than 10 years in the business. All right. You'll be in very, very good hands. Right. So, if you know someone who's in need, um, if not yourself and you know someone, give us a call, 868-714-7428 for geriatric nursing services. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Joe Radio. Thanks for being on the inside with us. Uh, We have today a very special guest, the founder and president of TT Smart, Miss Rachel um, Hunt. Is, did I get it right? Edmond, sorry, Miss Rachel Edmond. All right. Um, once again, she's the founder and president of TT Smart, and she's going to tell you what TT Smart stands for and all that they do. Welcome to Joe Radio, Miss Edmond. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 She can actually 
start her own thing depending on what it looks she does, right? Um, things like food and clothing and all the different things, which I know that's to, to um, get some food, you know, somebody might have something in the office, but somebody might need something. So try to, you know, be a little single mother. Okay. situation in the country um you know with the venezuelans and stuff like that so um how are they affecting you all if at all well i think that it's a very bad situation with venezuelans happens for a number of reasons mm-hmm. one they have no to go so i understand right. that uh please some of them are uh, they have no to go so they have to come to Canada. Mm-hmm. okay we are trying our best as children to uh, accommodate them, right? But right. of course, we can't accommodate everyone. Right. Now, there would be in those persons that come, those migrants that come, mm-hmm. that would be in uh, serious uh, services. Yeah. Um, and we at we are trying to look at ways that we too could be blessed them, yeah. you know, because. I am a person who in second chances. Everybody deserves a second chance. Correct, yeah. And if we are at meditation to help, we can reach out, we can do one of those things, then I think that is where we would be making a difference in the life of somebody else. Right. You know, and that's what we here to do. We here to, as our name says, restore and transform. That's what we here to do. Right. So we could think of ways that we can, you know, be that that change that we want to see. Right, right, right. Right. Well, it, you know, it's really um, I, I'm really glad to hear that you all, you all assisting them as well. Um, because I understand what you're saying, and, and what you're saying is so true. You know. Um, okay. So, what advice would you give to single mothers, especially the younger ones? You know, the teen mothers, especially. Well, teen mothers, that is a. Uh, uh, section of the society that we haven't really tapped into. Okay. Um, our focus has been, you know, generally single mothers. Right. But I think it is, it is a very important um, segment that we need to, to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was like, yeah, I was like doing all meditation. So things like that is being put into place. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we still have any hidden problems and all that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in terms of problems, one of the things that uh, I wanted to do is to, you know, have little workshops where they could come and learn the different skills that they need because I'm a teenager, I'm a teenager. Right. Um, Thing, not a teenage single mother, mm-hmm. but a, just a teenager, and it's very difficult going through those different phases. Right. And the kind of challenges go, to go through those stages with, you know, it's not very easy. It's difficult for grown women to go through life as a single mother. So you could imagine how, what it is like for a teenager. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and you know, we try to. We try to put things in place, so that would be one of the areas that we would be looking at as well in terms of assessing what what the country as a whole is in terms of uh, programs that we can develop or programs that we can continue to develop uh, because there are some programs right now that the I think the government offers, mm-hmm. uh, but we want to you know we don't want to reinvent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's in place already, but we can always improve on that. So we should be looking at, at that, mm-hmm. uh, that aspect of teenage single care uh, as something that we would want to, you know, make better. We would also want to have an impact. Okay, okay. That's good, that's good, that's good. And you know, um, I want to I wanna thank you and your organization for what you all are doing. Um, I think it's, it's, it's really awesome what you're all doing, you know what I mean? Because, um, you know, we know the situation, um, a lot of the criminals come from single-parent homes and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, um, it's really something... Well, about, about this, what, what we also want to do mm-hmm. is uh, there is a huge gap between mm-hmm. the two genders, male and female. Okay. And where there is contention, between a father and a mother, mm-hmm. um, you know, communication is not very forthcoming. It's not something that is healthy, right? right? Uh, so what we hope to do as well is to bridge that gap between the mother and the father. Okay. And in programs, especially for the fathers, because a lot of times, um, not, sorry, not especially for the fathers, but especially for the children, Okay. Because when you have children, I was a child of a single parent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I knew my father until I was probably about 17 years old. Okay. Until I, until I moved to SDA, um, what did you do long time? Common yeah. When I moved to Common yeah. that was when I knew my father's name. Right. I didn't know my father's name growing up, okay. right? And I got when I was seven. Okay. And a lot of children go through life... Um, children of single parents, they go through life mm-hmm. not knowing who they are, where they come from, or anything. Mm-hmm. And in my case, a case like mine, my mother never spoke about my father. Okay. Never. She never said good, she never said bad. Right. So I was just like, you know, some, I had some close to the sky or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so a lot of children mm-hmm. need that, um, they need that gap, that gap to be bridged between the mother and yeah. Yes, the relationship has, has disintegrated, we no longer um, together, we're not married, whatever, 
but we have a child. Right. And the child is the most important thing when it comes to discussing issues surrounding single single parents, single mothers, single fathers. Right. It's the most important issue. And it and it is the most important issue because they are the ones that suffer the most okay. in the whole um, in the whole conundrum. Right. They are the ones that suffer the most. They may not be able to articulate what it is they feel and how they see things. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes they don't even feel that they have a voice that they can say things. Right. For example, in my case, I it was like an unwritten rule. Don't talk about your father. Don't ask about him. Don't ask me nothing about him. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like it was just an unwritten rule, and we never spoke about him. Yeah. I cannot remember my sister asking my father, "Well, what about my father? Who is my daddy?" Nothing. I don't remember that at all because it wasn't there. It, 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 even though it is articulated, it, it, it isn't to say that the child doesn't think it. Right, right. Right? So, we have to be able to find ways to bridge those gaps and um, do the things that the children need. You know, okay. sometimes, well, what are the things um, that is on our agenda mm-hmm. for the children is to have a mentorship program. Right. So we would have men, M E N, mentoring yeah. these children. Yeah. You know, men who understand what it is to um, father a child and, and build that child up in the right way. Right. Teach them the values and the skills that they learn. Right. A lot of people tell me, um, you know, you don't need a father, you don't need a man. A man, uh, a father, he's even if he's not there, the mm-hmm. mother plays the role. And my view on that is that um, women, mothers, mm-hmm. cannot do things that a woman or mother cannot do for a child. And those things she cannot do can only be done by the father. Correct, yes. Right? I I, I don't subscribe that view that yes, you're in the school or whatever, mm-hmm. and you could, you could do whatever. Um, no. As for me, and I'm speaking from a personal perspective now, right. for me, there are things I know my father, only my father can have done for me. Right. You know? But the, the thing is that when a father is in the life of a child, mm-hmm. there are different experiences that that child will experience than they will with the mother. Right. They are totally different experiences. Because one comes from the perspective of a man, and the other comes from the perspective of a woman. And those are two completely different perspectives. You understand? So, right. those things are, well, that is one of the things that I really want to see happen for children of our single mothers. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things I've been to partner with. Um, there's a, another organization that I that I deal with, right. um, parents, and, okay. and we deal with issues concerning men and men and that sort of thing. Right. So I think that together to do this mentorship program okay. so that things like that things that children of single mothers miss out on. For example, like being part with your daddy. Right. Um, just when I ice cream by Mario's. These are simple things that children miss out on and they don't know how to articulate what they feel because they don't understand what they they just know, well, I don't have a father. Right. Or my father. They may know they have a father. 
my father doesn't take care of me. I don't know where my why my father doesn't love and things like that. So they don't have a role model growing up. Uh, it, you know, to see well, this is the way that a father. This is the type of relationship a father supposed to have with his child. Right. You know, and sometimes the most different having those types of relationships, not understanding, feel you know jealous or or hurt mm-hmm. even by the fact that they don't have that in their life. You know, and and so many things spiral out of that uh, those feelings have those feelings of inadequacy, those feelings of abandonment, those feelings of my father doesn't care for me, mm-hmm. and, and those types of things. Now it's not to say that all fathers are that way. Yeah, it's yeah. just that a, a, a vast majority, and that is what the statistics tell us. Mm-hmm. A vast majority of them, and and you mentioned it uh, earlier, mm-hmm. a lot of criminal activity because of the fact that the mother may have to work two jobs. Yeah. The mother is not around ninety-five uh, percent of the time, or whatever. Okay. That. Those children come out and go home, you know. Yeah. And it's because they don't have that firm hand, they don't have that guiding, uh, that guidance from that man, mm-hmm. from that person who would be the male would like to say, no, don't do that, or this is a better way to do it, or look at it from this point of view, you know, or, or whatever it is, whatever influence that man would have in a child's life. They don't have that. Hmm. So they are left to their own devices. They mm-hmm. are left to the TV. They are left to the tablet. They are left to just being home by themselves at 13. Yeah. You know? So there are a lot of different issues that we want to be able to tackle and we're just trying to put the structures in place right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we hope that we can get the support mm-hmm. that we we need from the wider public, right. um, you know, and this is the reason why I decided to go on the interview because mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of support huh. amongst ourselves. We yeah. can support each other, mm-hmm. yes, but what we really need to do the things that we need to do, mm-hmm. um, it requires the support of the wider public. Well, I'm glad you said that because um, I wanted to ask you: Do you do you feel like the the government is doing enough? assist organizations like yourself? No, the government isn't and I think that in some cases they really cannot mm-hmm. because I mean, in, if you're looking at what they have to do as a government, remember they have to govern a country, an right. entire country right. and um, NGOs are necessities because they put up where the government needs us. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, but I do think uh, a greater portion of the um, national budget should be towards um, social services and, and, and right. stuff like that. Okay. There is, there is uh, a need for organizations like us, the government, they, they have their uh, mandates to fulfill, right? right? Yeah. They have their things that they need to do. However, they are not on the ground level. Right. right? So they are not the ones that would hear, listen, um, this is a problem I'm having, I've gone to social services, mm-hmm. I applied for a grant that they, they said that would be available to us, 
mm. and I was denied. Mm. But I'm not speaking and I don't have uh, any other income. I have children. Mm. They don't hear those stories. Right. Right? We hear those stories. Right. The court system is another uh, area of contention because mm. it does not take into account a lot of things. Mm-hmm. The law is law and we must abide by it. However, for example, in a case where there's domestic violence, mm-hmm. a father and daughter, right? Yeah. The, the law says, okay, you have your relationship has, um, has ended, you have the court to decide on custody, education, etc. Now, this person has been abusive, they are reporting it in the police station that this man has been abusive or this woman has been abusive because let's face it, women do abuse men as well. Yeah, yeah. But the court will say now, well, the basis of um, this judgment is that we have to take into account the well-being of the child, especially the child, and nothing is wrong with that. However, you cannot put a child in a situation where there would be, uh, where there would be a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? There would be right? Yes. She neglected and all these different things, and you are still ruling. Mm-hmm. To put that child in that environment, right? Yes. So things that um, we have, we have issues with because, and I myself have also been survivor of domestic violence. I would never, never ever put a child in such a situation, never. Right. right? Um, you know, but there are there are things. I think there are things that to be put in place. For example, in the case of let's say abuse or whatever, supervised visits can be can implemented rather than you saying, well, okay, I'm giving custody to this person who has already proven themselves to be an abuser. Right. Right? It's, um, it, let's, let's take physical abuse out of the equation. Mm-hmm. If that let's say the father or the mother was sexually abusive to the child, mm-hmm. why you learn that the child will have that person. Yeah, yeah. And those are things that, as I said, we have to take serious issues with them because they're not taking into consideration what is best for the child. What is best for the child is that a child needs to be counseled and be away from that situation. Yeah. Whether it is the man or the woman perpetrating the violence against the child. Mm. Right? Uh, 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 even even if there is no violence towards the child, mm. right? Let's just say it's just directed, it's just between the two adults. Right. In a situation where this child has to be um, going to the other parent's home, mm-hmm. there is still a propensity towards violence because it's the same people involved. Yes, yes. But now I have been abused by this person mm-hmm. and I have to threaten my child. And and it is the fact that if you take away the um the persons who are in the situation, let's say the mother and the father, 
start your reasoning that oh whatever. Right? The mother has removed herself. That person, unless he has got the counseling to manage his anger and conflict and whatever, he is still the same person. And now that you have created a new person that he would have projected his anger upon, there's this little tiger or who is in the middle of that. And where do you think he can take out his aggression? Yeah. On that same time. Yeah. So there are a lot of different things. Um, as I said before, mm-hmm. a lot of different issues that we have where the law is concerned, where the government is concerned. We do not get a lot of assistance in terms of what, let's say, the grants that they have available. Right. Uh, I remember one girl came to the she wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And um, so she was working, she was working, but minimum wage. Right. And she uh, had, I think, three, three children. Wow. And she went to, to the um, social services department to get uh, some sort of assistance. Right. Public assistance, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, you're, uh, you're entitled to get public assistance if it is your, your children's father is not alive right. or if. Um, there are two, two situations. I can't remember the other one. Okay. Uh, I know if if he's incarcerated. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. So she went to the she went to the um to the social services department and they turned her down. Why? Her salary was six five hundred dollars uh-huh. a month. Right. Mm-hmm. And they said the ceiling is twenty one hundred dollars. Oh. So she cannot get health assistance for her child. My God. Hmm. And the child's father was dead. So what was she to do? Yeah. What is she to do? Hmm. So this is why um, we are here for those reasons. For, for instances like that where she, she is, you, you could see she is struggling, you could see she is doing her best, she is working. Mm-hmm. It may not be the best day in job, but she is working. Mm-hmm. She is not at home with nothing. Right? But these children have to eat, they have to live. Yes, yes. They will need clothes, they are growing, they are growing in uh, um, young people now. They, they were toddlers, mm-hmm. so they're now into what, four, five, six, somewhere around there. And then after that, they have to eat, um, they will go into private school, they will go into secondary school. And these things are not cheap. Yeah. So we try and we are trying to do our best in terms of being able to provide those types of services to these types of women. Because it is not easy to be out here struggling, mm. trying to make ends meet and have no support. Yes. I know what that is like. Yeah. I know what that is like. I have my two children and their fathers who um the, the very same way and it, it was that, you know, there was contention between us because yeah. broke us and they decided, well, okay, I am not going to um, see about this child. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go my merry way and do whatever. Okay. And at one point I was in court and then I just realized it was, I am not going to bother with going to court. Going to court to take you depending on, on your um, situation, it could take you up to 10 years in court. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Right? I will, if, if you count all the years that I was in court, it would probably be about 10. Yeah. 
right? And and that is and thought is not a place where you uh you know, it's a happy place, it's not a happy place. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's very intimidating, it's very um it's just not a happy place. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it like that. Yeah. It's just not a happy place. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. You know? Hmm. And then sometimes, you know, you try to explain things, sometimes you can't even speak, depending on which court you're in. Your lawyer has to speak on your behalf, so you can't say, well, you know, you, this is not the case, or that is not the case. You have to just stay there and be quiet and listen to everything that is going on and whatever. Well, and, and, you know, I think there needs to be greater um, respect mm-hmm. for persons when they go to court. You know, when they appear before a magistrate, a lot of times magistrates don't have any respect for who is before them. You know? Um, and they just treat you mm-hmm. in a manner where you feel demeaned and you feel as if it is, you know, why did I come here? I thought that the court was for me to, okay, me and the can't agree on something so that the court decides. Right. You know? I know of a situation, um, but, sorry to cut you, I know of a situation uh-huh. of um, a, a, a guy, he was, trying to, he was trying to see his son and um, uh-huh. he and the mother had separated and stuff like that and you know the mother was just acting foolish um, uh-huh. you know, in certain things and they went to court and um, the judge never asked the, the father anything. Mm-hmm. Everything was yeah, directed to the mother. That's a, that's a big problem. Yeah. That is a big problem. I, I, I always advocate for fathers to have and play a role in their child's life. Mm-hmm. I always do. So, uh, and of course, you know, they are always those who don't want to do anything right. at all. Those who yeah. get their minimum and those who go above and beyond. Right. right? And I think that if a, if a father is doing all that he could, mm-hmm. trying to be a part of that child's life, I do not think that any court should, um, you know, try to limit that or minimize it. I think that they should, you know, work what they have in terms of this person is doing everything, he's saying his mentality, requesting time, he's doing everything rightly, uh, you know, and, and he should be allowed whatever um, time and, and mm-hmm. whatever he must be able to see that child. He must be able to visit with that child. He must be able to impart his wisdom on that child. Because that's his child. You know, and it's not that he's abdicating his role. He is trying to be a part of his child's life. Right. So. And I don't agree with any person that mm. says, now I myself help because sometimes in situations you don't know the situation until you are in it. Yes. And yes. I myself have felt a sense what that I just um say in my life and I don't want to see this man. Yes. I remember going up to me what mm. I felt like not knowing who my father was. Right. So it was never um, you know, that for children. Right. They know their fathers but they have made a good decision mm. because they have seen what their fathers give. Right, right. You know, you know, once, once in a blue moon, you would see him. Right. Or, or he would make them, you know, make, take a phone call and say, how you doing? Yeah. You know, and, and I can't say, force a relationship with the two of them. Yeah. I can't, I will not. 
if my daughter decides here I want to see my father or whatever, she has the opportunity to go and, and make a phone call. Right. Or she knows where he lives, she can go. Um, she can tell me I want to go and see my father and I will take care. Hmm. But, the, but the problem comes when the fathers are not doing what they're supposed to do and they have an expectation that you, as the father, should just bend over backwards because um, mm-hmm. they are the father. Yeah. And it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It, it, it takes two hands to clap. Yeah. You have to do your part, I have to do my part, and we have to stand that needs to go up in the correct way. Mm-hmm. They need you as much as they need you. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it's you know, people that don't understand what their responsibilities are, yeah. that becomes difficult too. So, for persons who listen, listen to, to, to you right now and, um, you know, they want to assist in some way, how can they contact you and what is the procedure? Well, we have a social media so they can be Okay. Um, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, Twitter, um, yeah. So basically on all platforms our website is not ready as yet. Okay. We're still working on that. Right. Um and but they could always message the page if right. they have personal carry symptoms, whatever they they want to um donate. Okay. We don't have our bank account up as yet. Okay. We're still working on that. Um but they can always give me a call or message the page. My number is three two nine seven six three nine. And um, you know, we can we can we always open to suggestions, we always open to um, persons who would be willing to donate their time, not just, not just their money, because yeah. a lot of people don't understand that even though you know you you need money to do the things, mm-hmm. you also need the body yes, to carry yes. out those functions. Yes. So right now we have four persons okay. who um uh, on the border of Kitsmart mm-hmm. and these four persons, including myself, mm-hmm. these four persons drive everything that the organization does. Okay. So we have to go point four thing. Mm-hmm. And we have to go we we could use a little uh support in the sense that <laughs> but we have to go see these people. Right, so right. If you have, um, if you want to volunteer your Saturday and mm-hmm. say, okay, let me take you up, we would really appreciate any type of support that we could get. Okay. Not just, not just the, the financial aspect, mm-hmm. but we need your time and also the, um, good talent because we have a lot of things that we want. To do, uh, we want to be able to celebrate our sisters and mothers mm-hmm. because our uh, group has been neglected for a long time mm-hmm. and we don't really feel um, even on Mother's Day that you know we are celebrated because we're mm-hmm. not just mothers, we are single mothers, yeah, we yeah, yeah. all alone, many of us. Right. Even if we maybe get a little, a little two hundred dollars a month from the guy, right. uh, from the father, mm-hmm. um, we still do everything alone because he just feels that well, I'm spending my money at it. Right, yeah. You know, 
we still have to really try to reduce the risk. We have to go to every single game they have. We have to do multiple things. Everything is we get a flat tire and what should you know all those things we have to do. We have to do it, right? So I would say to to those listening that you know whatever type of support, whatever you think that you can. Right. In terms of you know your time, your talent, or your 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 money, mm-hmm. um, just 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 offer it. We right. will be willing to accept any offer that comes our way. Um, you know because we want to see the best for single mothers in Trinidad and Tobago. Okay, okay. Well, wanna thank you for your time, um, people. You have been listening to Ms. Rachel Edmond, founder and president of TT Smart. You heard what she said. Please respond to the call and assist any way that you can. All right, Ms. Edmond, thank you so much. Um, hope to have you on again. No problem. Glad to have you. Yes. All right. Enjoy the rest of the evening. All right. You too. Okay. Take care.